0: is rising on an emerging generation of kings let's go real quick Acts chapter 28 Acts 21 28 from 1 to 6 it says now when they had escaped they <laughs> then found out that the island was called Malta not Malta Guinness. Malta. And the natives showed us unusual kindness. For they kindled a fire. Mm-hmm, and made us all welcome. Because of the rain that was falling. And because of the cold. But when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks And laid them on the fire. A viper came out. Because of the heat. And fastened on Paul's hand. So when the natives saw the creature hanging from his hand, they said to one another, no doubt this man is a murderer. Whom though he has escaped the sea, yet justice does not allow him to leave. Allow to leave. But he shook off the creature. That's Paul. He shook off the beast, the snake, the viper. He shook off the creature. Come on, somebody. Oh, la, 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 go, sabaya. He shook off. Oh, some of the time, shake it off, shake it off, shake it off, I'll get there. But some of the time, shake it off, shake it off, shake it off, shake it off. He shook up the creature into the fire and he suffered no harm. However, they were expecting that he would swell up or suddenly fall down dead. But after they had looked for a long time and saw no harm come to him, they changed their minds and said that he was a god we're going we're progressing today along the lines of the supernatural what i want to start off with today is type in the comment box id super type it in the comment box right now id super that's short for id supernatural well ladies and gentlemen the bible is not just the book of records and stories. It's not just a book of uh, the documents what happened. It is a divinely inspired documentation. Not only of happenings. But of the power and the presence and the purpose of God. So when you look through the Bible. Please don't fall into the error of thinking you are gleaning through just historical records. Of somebody's life or somebody's poetry. Or somebody's lyrics to a lover as in the book of Psalms of Solomon. The Bible is not just A book that has points, that has, you know, records or stories. It is a living manifestation, documentation of the living manifestation of the power of God similarly the life of the believer is not just supposed to be a mathematically calculated life it's not just supposed to be an arithmetic progression life it's not just supposed to be an ink on a paper life in fact the bible says the words i speak to you they are spirit and they are life in john chapter 6 verse 63 so god doesn't just want us to hold on to the bible and say well i read my bible today what God wants us to do is for our lives to be material manifestations of what it is that the Bible says. Don't forget what the Bible says on Acts chapter 1 verse 8. It says that you shall be my witnesses. It says you shall be my witnesses. That's what he say. A witness is the proof that something exists. A witness lends credence to the fact that what somebody said indeed is true. So the disciples in the early church, they understood that if you're going to manifest the gospel, that you will not just preach the gospel, you will demonstrate the power of the gospel. The gospel is not only to be preached, the gospel is to be demonstrated. Why? Because the gospel is not words. Even though we use words to preach the gospel, the Bible says that the kingdom of heaven is not of word but of power. How do I know the gospel is not just words? Because the Bible says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power. Romans 1 17, says that the gospel is power power is not just spoken power is demonstrated of course the Bible makes it clear in Ecclesiastes where the king one of the king is there is power that means that every time you preach the gospel and every time you hold on to the fundamentals of the gospel you are unlocking the power of God the Bible says the gospel is the power of God unto salvation somebody shout I have power uh-huh. Somebody shout the louder, I have power. The early church, were so in tune, so in sync with the power of God. In Acts chapter one, we find God saying that you will demonstrate my power as a witness. In Acts chapter two, we find them actually creating clusters and communities for that power to be made manifest. By the time we get to Acts chapter four, we see the disciples praying and the word says that the whole place where they were praying was already shaken. In other words, there was such an intense Yabataga. Manifestation of the supernatural in their midst. Now a prayer meeting was causing an earthquake. I want to pray for somebody right now whose prayer life has been dead and dry. Somebody who's not been able to block out the time. Somebody who's been feeling distracted and overwhelmed. Somebody who's perhaps even feeling guilty. And they've not been able to navigate spiritual realms with the intensity that they used to have in the place of prayer. I proclaim concerning you by the power of God that in this moment there's a an injection of energy and infusion a stirring up of divine life and from today you will rise again you will come alive in the place of prayer and you'll begin to do business in deep waters in the supernatural and you will catch souls and you will bring in men into the kingdom I prophesy over everyone whose altar has gone dry receive the fire of God right now receive a baptism of fire receive an invocation of fire receive a manifestation of God's fire in the name Jesus, they were used to the power of God, they experienced the power of God. When I say used to, they were not familiar with it, but it was a constant expression in their prayer meetings. Acts chapter 4 Peter, (laughs) oh man, John, on the way to prayer, they were so loaded with the power of God that on the way to prayer. They saw someone who had a problem, the lame man by the gate, beautiful, and Peter said, silver and gold I don't have, but that which I have I given to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Rise up and walk. Please understand something. Today, many people go to prayer to get power, but they were already going to the place of prayer with power. In other words, they had a personal altar. They had a personal engagement with the Spirit of God, and so they were not going to prayer meeting just for the explosion of power. They were going as carriers of power. All Lord, help us even in this house that will be carriers of power. who will carry your power into the places that we navigate. We will carry your power into the workplace, oh Lord. We will carry your power into the market spaces when we start accessing the market spaces. Lord, we will carry your power into the hospitals, yes, my God. We will carry your power to our social media platforms and pages, oh God. We will carry your power into every space. Lord, we will receive this right now in the name of Jesus. And I usually say this is the book of the Acts of Apostles. is not the book of the speeches of the apostles. Aren't you tired of just speeches? Haven't you noticed that in this generation, there are so many great orators and there are so many fine speakers. There are so many people who are eloquent in speech. But can I tell you something? God doesn't just want us to be eloquent in speech. He wants us to be fluent in power god doesn't just want us to articulate words well he wants us to demonstrate his power by his spirit well god doesn't just want us to be great at memorizing bible verses he wants us to be great at externalizing the spirits that inspired those verses in the first place and so as the church began to demonstrate the power of God, persecution came. The supernatural does not exclude you from opposition. The supernatural elevates you above opposition. It does not exclude you from it, but it lifts you in spite of it. It is like the wind. The fact that the eagle can fly does not mean that it will not run into storms. But because the eagle has superior engineering, because the eagle has superior wiring, what it means in fact is that for every time the wind blows against the eagle, the ego will ride on those wings as a supernatural child wings may come against you but let me tell you something, those wings will drive you higher, do you know who you are you are not just a human construct you are not just a combination of bones and wiring and sinus you are winged in the spirit and when wing comes against wing, the wing drives the wing, in other words when wings come against wings, the wing helps the wing, the opposition is helping you, that the struggle is helping you. The attack is helping you. That's why the Bible says if the priests of this world are known. They would never have crucified the Lord of Glory. I want you right now to high five somebody. High five yourself. Put a high five in the, scr- the comment box. Put a high five across to your flatmate or your housemate or your husband or your wife beside you. And say this is working for my good. This is working for the demonstration of the supernatural in my life. This is working together for my good. Opposition came, persecution came. One of the people that persecuted the church the most was a gentleman called Saul. But it's interesting that when persecution comes against the supernatural, the supernatural (laughs) brings the good out of the persecution because the church was praying, the church was fervent. One of the people, Micaiah, Oh, that was raised by the church, his name was Stephen. And Stephen was a deacon, but even deacons were walking in the supernatural. And I want to say this right. Don't say, well, me, I don't expect God to heal the sick through me. Oh, I'm not a pastor. Oh, I don't expect God to, to raise the dead through me. I'm not a pastor. That's a limiting ideology. That's a restrictive mindset. And that's the mindset the enemy wants to know. Do you know that Jesus was never called Pastor Jesus? Do you know that we're never told that Philip was called Evangelist Philip? In other words, he was operating in the office, not necessarily with the title, but he had the power of God. By the way, the Bible never says this sign shall follow the bishops or this sign shall follow the prophets or this sign shall follow the apostles or the pastors. He says this sign shall follow them that believe. In other words, all believers are supposed to walk in this. And so, Stephen was one of the deacons, but he was walking in such great power that he gave up his life. He said, I, I can die for the gospel. He said, When you've interfaced with eternity, you're walking in the consciousness of the supernatural, that you understand that your Zoe life is higher than this life. And that no matter what comes against you in this life, if it's not your time to die, you will not die. But if it's your time to die, when that time comes, you will not be afraid of death because we've already passed from death. To life. Somebody say amen. Or oh, type in the comment box, I will live long and I will live strong. Type it right now. I will live long and I will live strong. I will live long. I will live strong and I will not live wrong. I will live right in the righteousness of God. Walking in the supernatural. Demonstrating the glory of God in every area. Somebody give God praise where you are. Eventually, in the next chapter, the Bible tells us that Paul was apprehended on the way to Damascus. He had a supernatural encounter with Jesus Christ. A voice came from heaven, bright light. shone, knocked him off his high horse and said, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? And this instructed because Saul was persecuting the church, but Jesus said, you are persecuting me. I don't know who needs to hear this, but everything you do against the church, you do against Jesus. I don't know who's walking by and who's hearing this. Whatever you do to attack the church, Jesus says, you are attacking me. Whatever you do to attack your local church, Jesus says you are attacking me. Whatever you do to attack the global church, Jesus says you are doing it against me. Why? Because you cannot claim you are hurting my body and say so you are not hurting me. Jesus is the head of the body, the body is an expression of the head. The life of God. So when we attack the body of Christ, we are attacking Jesus. Uh, look at somebody say, not me, not me, not me, not me. If you made that mistake, align. Correct yourself and run with this. When the encounter happened with Saul, he pulled him out of that world of peskets in the church. And he pulled him into the gospel. Pulled him into the place of the spirit of God. Long story short, eventually Paul begins to prick the gospel and it becomes what is called, the person that is called, the most dynamic and articulate consummate communicator of the gospel ever. Isn't it, isn't it wonderful that God can take somebody who's the least qualified and bring the person to be one of his prime instruments in his hands? I don't know who needs to hear this. That person who feels, I'm too old, uh, I'm too young, uh, I'm too distracted, uh, I'm too busy, uh, I don't know how to do it. Get ready, the supernatural is pulling you to a higher level in the name of Jesus. Paul begins to preach and teach and goes through a lot of things and eventually when we find him in our text, in our text today, we find him on an island called Malta. But there is a build-up before this. He is supposed to be tried in Rome. And so he embarks on a journey on his way to Rome. And he's going on that journey. And the word says that a wild wind comes against the boat's on, which is called, a, the, the wind was called a Euroclident, a very intense uh, attack, a windstorm. That is so furious, it attacks the boat and it literally impacts that boat. Everybody on the boat is scared. Eventually, they are sorted out. They arrive at this island called Malta. And for the next couple of minutes, I'm going to use the life of Paul to talk about the expressions of our supernatural identity. Somebody shout ID super. Now the Paul, don't forget was a murderer. The Paul was the one who persecuted the church. The spaul was the one who 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 came against the body of Christ with all that he had. But when he gets saved, he said we have defrauded no man. When he got saved, he said if any man being Christ a new creature, what I'm trying to help you understand is no matter what it is that you've done before, it does not disqualify you from operating in the full power of the supernatural. No matter who you lied to before or who you lied with before, no matter where you lay and who laid with you before, no matter what you ate and who ate you before, oh my God have mercy, no matter what you licked or who licked you before? Oh my God, have mercy. No matter what you did before or what's done to you, it does not disqualify you. If the blood speaks for you, if you've received mercy by the speakers of the blood, if you've accepted the gift of Jesus Christ, you will walk in the supernatural. Somebody shout, I'm not disqualified. I will walk in the supernatural. Paul um, took up the, the people of the church, attacked the church. Paul was so full of himself, prideful, but God still used him. Let that sink right now. God still used him. And so we see certain letters, of lessons from the life of Paul. Paul walked in the supernatural. Paul did many things. Or God did many things through the life of Paul. One time he was preaching and one gentleman who was sitting by the window slept off and he fell. Now some people say that means that Paul was not the most captivating communicator. And they said that because he also said that his letters, or it was said of him that his letters are weightier than his physical presence. We don't know whether he was physically appealing or not, but it says that his letters were so weighty that people considered those letters superior to his physical presence. Even today, we don't know what Paul looked like. But guess what? We still draw strength and inspiration by the inspired words that God used them to pen. And so one time he was preaching, and this gentleman slept off and fell off the window. But the Bible says, the poor went down, my God. And he spoke to that boy, on the boy, and the boy was raised from the dead. I'm trusting God. I'm trusting God that there are people who are watching this right now, listening to this right now, who will be using that dimension whereby the words that God will inspire you to speak, the dead will rise in the name of Jesus Christ. I feel the power of God over this right now. I proclaim and prophesy that there are those who are connected to this. By your hands, the dead will come back to life. By the words of your mouth, the dead will come back to life. Paul walked in the miraculous. His aprons carried so much power that they brought sick people back to fullness of health. And so we see in the story especially six major manifestations of the supernatural that I want you also to begin to focus on. Six things very quickly. Number one, your ID supernatural, we spoke about access last week, your supernatural identity grants you access to supernatural presence because your identity is supernatural you are endowed and endued with supernatural presence in other words you ceased to be normal when you got saved you are no longer that usual person that normal person that that regular person that is why for some of you who maybe hear voices for some of you hear footsteps when you're walking down the road For some of you who who see strange things, one of the things that you must become increasingly conscious of is that you are carrying the life of God and that you have supernatural presence and you should not tolerate strangers in your space. Don't tolerate strange things and say, well, it's just one of those things. It's not one of those things. It's a demonic presence trying to impose itself. But the first thing you must realize is that you have supernatural presence. How do I know? In Acts 27, the preceding chapter to this, Acts 27, 21 to 25, Acts 27, the word says, but after long abstinence from food, when they were fasting, the people who were on board the ship were fasting. then Paul stood in the midst of them and said, men, you should have listened to me and not have sailed from Crete and incurred this disaster and loss. Why? Because Paul had warned them earlier that there was going to be a crisis on the journey. And now I urge you to take heart. For there will be no loss of life among you, watch this, but only of the sheep. For there stood by me this night an angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve, saying, do not be afraid, Paul. You must be brought before Caesar. And indeed, God has granted you all those who sail with you. Therefore, take heart men, for I believe God that it will be just as it was told me. The first thing you got to realize is that Paul (laughs) was in a boat of haters, if you will, people that hated his gods, people that didn't understand, you know, because they were prisoners on the sheep. Paul was imprisoned as a gospel preacher. Many of them were imprisoned as murderers. Many of them was were imprisoned as molesters. Many of them were imprisoned as rebels. But Paul was imprisoned as a gospel preacher. So he was in a hostile environment. And when everybody was freaking out, Paul said this. He said, last night an angel stood by me and he spoke to me, gave me words from the God to whom I belong. I want you to begin to increasingly uh, maintain this posture in your mind that because you are supernatural, you also have supernatural presence. In other words, that God who gave birth to you did not abandon you. God is not a runaway father. God is not an absentee father. God did not just birth you and say, you know what? I birthed you from my womb. Fix yourself. Take care of yourself. He clothed you with a supernatural presence. Do you understand what I'm saying? He clothed you with a supernatural essence. Are you here? Paul said last night, an angel came to me in other words one of my one of my father's domestic staff one of my father's ministry spirits appeared to me and he gave me this word I don't know who you are but whether you're walking on a bridge or whether you're working offshore or unsure, whether you're walking on an aircraft or down the road you have supernatural presence we preached about four weeks ago and the power of his presence is not just a message it's your reality it's not just an ideology Is that what you ought to make a cultural manifestation of your life? God is with me when you're walking on the boat, when you walk at home, when you're working from home, when you're walking at work, when you go on the bus. Say, God is with me. I have supernatural presence. And I love this because the word does not just say you have supernatural presence, For Paul. He didn't just say everything will be all right. He says the people who are with you are also protected. It is like your coverage is so strong that anybody around you can log on to your Wi-Fi. Hey! That your coverage is so strong, Paul. I've so clothed you with manifold graces that because of you, these people will not die. I proclaim concerning you watching this and listening to this right now. Because of you, your family members are preserved. Whether they are already saved, or yet to be saved even when they are doing things that may not be smart or intelligent or things that you might call outrightly dumb i proclaim that the grace of god upon your life will preserve them until the point of their transformation and conversion in the name of jesus because you carry supernatural presence you're not going down in the name of jesus because you carry supernatural presence you are walking in that same power, and they will be covered. So here's what the word of the Lord says in Isaiah 43, 1 and 2. It says, but now, thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, fear not. Why? For I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. In other words, I redeemed you and I named you. And when I named you, I didn't name you fearful. When I named you, I didn't name you sick. When I named you, I didn't name you poor. When I named you, I didn't name you wretched. When I named you, I didn't name you weak. I didn't name you a sinner. I named you my righteousness. He says, I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, not if, but when you pass through the waters, somebody this last week was a watery week. <laughs> it was a watery week. You thought you were going to drown in the responsibilities. You thought you were gonna drown. You felt like your soul was suffocated, you felt like you couldn't breathe. you couldn't catch your breath you felt like you were gasping for air you felt like your life was being drained from you but God already anticipated that and let me tell you what I know about what God knows God knows that he made you with material that water cannot drown you are made of material that is superior to the drowning power of water and to the singing and burning effect of fire he says I will be with you when you pass through the waters and through the rivers they shall not overflow you when you walk through the fire you shall not be burned not shall the flame scorch you. God said I redeemed you. And because I redeemed you. I know the material you are made up of. You will not burn. Somebody shout I won't drown. I might go through the river Niger. But I won't drown. I might go through a river of bills, But I won't drown. I might go through a river of challenges. But I won't drown. I might go through river motherhood. Or river fatherhood. Or river singleness. Or river delay, Or river shame. Or river dis- Grace, I will not drown because I have supernatural presence and surrounded by God and protected by angels and defended by the Spirit of the Lord. I have the whole armor of God. I won't drown somebody, give God praise. Supernatural presence. What it also means is that when you're walking into a place, walk without consciousness. I've not come by myself. When you walk around your house, Say, God, I give you praise and glory for this house. I thank you for the supernatural presence that I carry by virtue of your blood redeeming me and your grace filling me. And I thank you because this house is preserved and protected. No evil in this house. When you enter into a car, proclaim, this car will not be contaminated. There will be no accident, no crisis, no delay, no damnation because I bring in an extension, and manifestation of the glory of God in this place. When you go to work, say the same thing. I am a carrier of the presence of God. Number two, real quick. The second thing you must understand about supernatural. Supernatural identity is that you have supernatural perception. So, number one, you have supernatural presence. Number two, you have supernatural perception. Supernatural perception. Somebody shout, I have supernatural perception. Oh, some of you said it. Some of you did not say it. I want to say it louder. I have supernatural perception. Let me read something to you. Perception is the ability to see to hear or become aware of something through the senses. Perception is the ability to see, to hear or become aware of something through the senses. Another way is this, the neurophysiological processes including memory by which an organism becomes aware of and interprets external stimuli or stimuli. Another one is intuitive understanding and insight. So perception can be senses and it can also be extrasensory. You can have extrasensory perception. You can have some perception that is superior to what your eyes can see, what your ears can hear. And every believer has been gifted with a, a certain level of perception that is below what our eyes can see. True, the words of the Proverbs 20, verse 12, the seeing eye and the hearing ear, the Lord have made them both. But the Bible also makes us know that the canal man does not understand the things of the spirit because they are foolishness to him. So by virtue of the spirit of God I have been elevated to a certain level of understanding that human minds alone can never access. That's why the Bible talks about the spirit of God shall be upon him and it says that the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of understanding. The spirit of wisdom and of understanding. In other words, there's wisdom and understanding that's accessible by the natural man. But there is also wisdom and understanding that is not much cool in essence or intellectual in ramification but is superior and supernatural in its constitution and that is what I mean by supernatural perception do you know what it means that there are certain things that you must be able to pick up before they happen every child of God to a dimension is prophetic why because the Bible says the testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy it does not mean you are a prophet It does not mean you have the gift of prophecy but you are prophetic because you be testimony to the Lordship of Jesus and the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy so enough of things catching you by surprise enough of dangers hitting you left right and center enough of the bass bows that means of the attacks from different directions from today your senses are heightened because you are now conscious that you have it can you know what somebody is thinking yes man you can not all the time but you should be able to know at critical times in your life come on somebody And should you know what will happen next year in your industry? Yes, ma. Yes, sir. Why? Because you have supernatural perception. Let me show you from that story. Acts 27, 9 to 12. Acts 27, 9 to 12. It says, now when much time had been spent and sailing was now dangerous because the fast was already over, Paul advised them, saying, men, I perceive... That this voyage will end with disaster and much loss. Not only of the cargo and ship, but also our lives. So he perceived... Now notice what Paul does not say here. Paul did not say an angel appeared to me here. In another place where we read earlier, he says an angel stood by me and then he gave me this words from God. But here he said I perceive. In other words, this is not an angelic manifestation, but this is extrasensory perception, if you will. Let me use that expression. This means that I'm able to pick something. My heart is picking up certain signals. Many of us, we do not know that we have an advantage in this area when your heart is telling you something repeatedly it is calling for your attention oh i feel the need to just speak slowly here when some image keeps flashing in your mind it's calling for your attention stop ignoring those things whenever it is maybe you keep seeing somebody's face somebody's face somebody's face and depending on how you see the person's face you might need to call the person you, and say are you fine let's pray together i saw this i heard this come on somebody for some of you, sometimes you are so uh, impatient that you want to override those images. And what you need to do is to present those images to God and say, "God, what are you saying right now? God, what is the message? God, what is the message? God, what are you saying right now? God, I, I can I, I need to hear what you are saying." And the truth of the matter is sometimes there might be confusion, but your perception will move in a certain direction. And when your perception begins to move in a certain direction, that becomes a prayer point. And if you don't know what to pray in your understanding, you know what you do? Pray in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. Hold that image in your mind. Hold that image in your thoughts. Sometimes an image of death. Sometimes an image of delay. Sometimes an image of the past. Sometimes an image of marriage. Sometimes an image of the finances and economics of your life. Behold that image and begin to pray. And as you begin to pray in your spirit, guess what's going to happen? Clarity will begin to come. Direction will begin to form. Changes will begin to happen. Somebody say, I have supernatural perception. He said, I perceive that. And when you perceive, stay in the place of prayer. Or if it's an action point, act accordingly. But don't ignore those perceptions. How do I know that this is important? In Acts 9, 27, 9-12, Paul said, I perceive these things. From around verse 21, he said that the spirit of the Lord appeared, rather an angel of the Lord appeared to me. And it said, whom I serve to God, whom I belong and whom I serve. So Paul had a perception and it was in that place of service. And trust me, I believe in the place of prayer. Because you know what Paul said? He said, I thank my God that I pray in tongues more than all of you. So I believe that whilst Paul was speaking about a certain church, Paul was saying, "I pray to on all of you in this church." So I believe the wives was on that boat was praying in tongues. One of the things that will help you, my wife and I do this ever so often, very, very, very often. And I want to adopt it as well. One of the things that will really help you is pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in tongues every day. Pray in tongues everywhere. Pray in tongues in the toilet. Pray in tongues in the living room. Pray in tongues in the bathroom. Pray in tongues on the BQ. Pray in tongues on the streets. Pray in tongues everywhere. Pray in tongues, tongues, tongues Pray in other tongues. That is one sure way of staying in tune with the headquarters. Staying in tune with Heaven's Squatters HQ. stay in tune with the supernatural. Let me use another example, another scriptural reference. Mark chapter two, eight to ten. But immediately, when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they had that the reason thus within themselves. He said to them, "Why do you reason about these things in your hearts?" So supernatural perception helps you to pick up signals, and it can even help you to see the thoughts of people like X-ray, like an X-ray machine. And you need this. This is such an asset for life, for ministry, for relationships, for business. Don't just get carried away. He loves me. Or, oh my God. That babe is hot. She might be hot enough to burn your destiny. You've got to have supernatural perception. And that's one of the provisions that you have. Uh, you understand what I'm saying? So you want to stay in that place where you stare a supernatural perception. In Luke chapter 5 verse 22. He says, but when Jesus perceived their thoughts. Perceive their thoughts, perception, supernatural perception. If we walk in this dimension of the supernatural, our regrets be few and far between. Because we already know, we already pick up the signals, we already tune into the radio waves of heaven, we already be, be able to tell what's going on. And I shared a story, I can't go through all that with my wife a couple of weeks ago. I said, now I understand. Now I understand why God said I had to come back to Nigeria several years before 2020. He told me that the way ministry is, is going to be done will change significantly in 2020. And I had to be on ground running. Before that time came. Now I understand the why, power, why he told me to do those things. Why is there recording messages on video in uncommon places? As far back as 2016, my spirit was perceiving certain things long before almost any other minister I know started operating a ministry in that model of the media. Not like people have been using media forever, but I'm talking about the way I was using it. Perception will set you ahead of the curve. And help you prepare ahead of time. Number three. Somebody shout supernatural presence. Shout a supernatural presence. Shout I have supernatural presence. And I have supernatural perception. Number three. Say I have supernatural peace. That's the third thing. I'm going to breeze through this. Supernatural peace. is a provision of the supernatural. You know many times when people think about supernatural. They think heal the sick, raise the dead, raise this one, do that one. And that's true. But do you know the supernatural peace is also a provision that we have in Christ? Not the peace that you try to walk up. Not the peace that you try to form. Not the peace that you try to, you know. One of the things I've enjoyed is supernatural peace. It does not matter what's happening around. I have supernatural peace. Sometimes the enemy might tempt me or try to attack my peace. But I know what to do. I say to the devil, get out of here. I have the peace of Jesus. Supernatural peace, John 14, 25 to 27. He says, these things I have spoken to you while being present with you. Jesus speaking to his disciples. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Peace. I live with you my peace i give to you not as the world gives do i give to you let not your heart be troubled neither let it be afraid somebody shout i have supernatural peace let me tell you what Jesus is saying here. Jesus is saying that all the storms and troubles in the world. But I didn't just give you your peace. I gave you my peace. What that means is. When your peace cannot handle it. Log into the peace of Jesus. Log on to the peace portal of heaven. When you can't seem to understand what's going on. You've got to learn how to cast your cares. For the Bible says. Uh, casting all your cares upon him. Him, Jesus, for he cares for you. Why do you want to carry the burden that too heavy for your own shoulders? Throw those burdens on Jesus. He said, my own peace I'm given to you. And I love this because he didn't loan you his peace. He's given you his peace. How has he given you his peace? By his spirit. Now the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace. You know something about fruits? When you pluck one fruit, you can grow it again. So if it look like something tampered with the same dimension of your peace, latch onto the peace of Jesus and let that peace grow in expression. He says, let not your heart be troubled. In other words, you have a choice about the condition of your heart. Don't say, I can't handle it. If you are a believer, when you can't handle it, that's why you have the helper, the Holy Spirit. Say, help me, Holy Spirit. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Holy Spirit. I receive your help. I receive your strength. I receive... Receive your support I receive your reinforcement I receive your honor God. Cast your cares on him. Do you think God would have given you a helper if you knew you could handle everything by yourself? <laughs> he wouldn't have done that. That's why he's giving you the Holy Spirit. And he's giving you the Holy Spirit to help you handle the things that you cannot handle. Hey, Shobahia, somebody say I have the peace of Jesus. You know, the peace of a thing or a person can only last as long as that person can last. So if you have the peace of the economy, when the economy goes down, your peace will go down. But because you have the peace of Jesus, Jesus is never going down. The word says he's seated higher at the right hand side of the Father forever. You are seated there with him. So the, one of the things about this peace of Jesus is, not that you, you, is that you don't have to go and look for it. You don't have to en- take a bike, enter a, a bicycle or enter a, a tricycle to get to the peace of Jesus. He lives on the inside of you. He said, I'm living that peace with you here on earth because that peace is eternal when i take when i leave this place i cannot run out of peace because my peace is internal in essence somebody say i have supernatural peace number four number four yabatakaya shelo pasa supernatural provision supernatural provision Many of us, we've not enjoyed this at all. We think, you know, if I want to heal the sick and raise the dead, I can do that supernaturally. But, but if I need money for my school fees or my house rent or to pay my staff or, or to grow my business or to rent a space, then I have to work for it. Why do we think, watch this, why do we think that we can receive salvation by faith and we don't think we can receive provision by faith? Why do we think that we can receive salvation by faith and not receive provision by faith? Of course, the medium of reception vary. Watch this. What do I mean? How do you receive salvation by faith? How do you receive provision as a child of God also by faith? However, the faith is demonstrated through works, through expectation creation Of value, nonetheless, it is supernatural in essence. Whenever it is, you can see it is not my labor that brought in this degree of harvest. And we see that in the life of Peter in John chapter 21, he said, Children, have you had a fish? He said, No fish, so cast your net to the right side. They cast your net to the right side. The Bible says that the caught 153 large fish, or fishes as the case may be. So we know that this was supernatural because even today it is not easy for a fisherman to throw in a net and then bring in 153 large fish. You know it's supernatural when in uncommon hours, uncommon hours, people fish at night generally. This was the morning when well, Jesus met them on the shore. Uncommon hours at a time when it was not usual. Peter The disciples that caught 153 fish I want to prophesy over somebody's life. This is an uncommon situation. This is an uncommon scenario. This is an unusual time. This is a difficult season. But in the season, you will bring in the mightiest harvest of your life. I proclaim this by the supernatural. In the name of Jesus Christ, no longer will you slave and beg and labor and toil without fruit. Your days of toiling in your natural abilities are over. You will begin to coast. You will begin to rise. You will begin to soar in the supernatural provision of God. Somebody shout ID super. Hey somebody put in the comment box supernatural uh, put in the comment box supernatural presence. Come on somebody yes Lord. Supernatural perception Now shout supernatural peace Now shout supernatural provision We see it all through the Bible. The first man was planted in a place of supernatural provision and Noah was in a place of supernatural provision how do i know because the bible says that he made Noah's ark out of gopher wood until today nobody even knows what gopher wood is or how it came about in other words God provided for him something that nobody else in the delineation of time was going to be able to detect In he enjoyed supernatural Provision. Let me give you another example of supernatural provision. If the whole earth was destroyed. If the whole earth uh, was already wiped out by the flood, Well the Bible says that before Noah got out of the ark. And that's why when you've been in the season of isolation for a long time. Don't just jump out immediately. The Bible says that Noah sent a dove outside. And the dove outside came back with nothing. And went back again. And the dove outside came back with a branch. In other words, after that the whole earth had been wiped out god still preserved growth in the earth Otherwise, how? How was it that Noah was able to cater to his family? How was it that Noah was able to plant a vineyard? Because no matter what gets lost, God will always leave a seed to reproduce after its kind. Because the Bible says that Noah planted a vineyard and then it drank from it. In other words, after the earth had been wiped out with a floor, there were still seeds to be planted. I don't care how dry feels your life is, how empty or barren your finances are, but the supernatural begins to walk and plenty. But the supernatural begin to create excess. But the supernatural begin to enjoy the abundance of God by the supernatural. Somebody give God praise. Uh, Somebody give God praise. I walk in the supernatural. Where do we see this in the story of Paul? Acts 28 1-2. Acts 28 1-2 to He says now when they had escaped they, they then found out that the island was called Malta and the natives showed us unusual kindness, for they kindled the a fire and made us all welcome. This is an example of the supernatural. How do strangers look at men who were obviously criminals? Many of them perhaps had some kind of gash or bash from their fights. Maybe some had broken teeth. It was clear that their boats had captized. The people should have been scared. The people should have been anxious. The people at Malta should have been nervous. They should have picked of arms, bows and arrows and swords to fight against them. But the Bible says that they welcomed them, that they were kind to them. Supernatural provision will cause people who don't know you to bless you. Supernatural provision will cause people who should be threatened by you to support you. Supernatural provision will cause people who should be intimidated by you to sponsor you. Supernatural provision will cause people that you hardly talk to, to say, how can I help? Oh yes, Lord, we receive in this house supernatural streams of supply, from the biggest to the least, from the tallest to the shortest from the leanest, to the most robust, oh God, help in this house and walk in the provisions of grace, we see Jesus operating supernatural provision from catching fish and at common hours to multiplying bread and fish to having a tomb provided for him, to having wise men bring your life out to the least, not just with supernatural miracles but also supernatural provision, receiving right now receiving right now particularly for those who are in dry and desperate places i proclaim that this week you will testify of the mercy of god this week you will enjoy this particular aspect of the supernatural supernatural provision we see all through the bible samuel anointed saul the first king of israel anointed saul and as saul was going the bible says that he met people and samuel had prophesied that who were carrying bread and wine and goats, and they gave him that which they were carrying, of which they were carrying. The anointing of God is so magnetic and compelling in essence that it draws everything required for its sustained manifestation, particularly when the host of that anointing understands the principles that govern that. Part of the principles, faith, generosity, diligence, I pray for you that your days of dryness are over in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we're longing to read Acts 28. You're going to see that the Bible says that Saul stayed on the island of Malta for two years. Where? In his own house. So Saul had a house in a strange place. And people feel like for you to be settled in a place you must have been there for so many years. I don't know who this is for. Somebody who just settled in a different country. Or somebody who's planning to relocate. You will not need so much time for God to settle you. You will not need so much time for you to be planted in that place as you're following the leading of God. I'm not talking about people who are running away like Jonah from the purpose of the assignment. But as many as have are following the leading of God, wherever you go, the Lord will settle you in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout, I need super! Number five, real quick. Supernatural power. Supernatural power. Acts five, fourteen to 16. Let me read Acts 27, 21, 25. It says, but after a long, after a long abstinence from food, then Paul stood. <laughs> Paul stood in their midst and said, man, you should have listened to me and not have sailed from Crete and encountered this disaster and all of that and all of that. And Paul in the midst of a vulnerable situation was speaking with power to the people who felt like this was the end. I want to know that as a supernatural person, you are carrying power. As a supernatural person, you are carrying the badge of heaven. As a supernatural person, you are operating with the spirit of Mayakasha, by whom all things were made. For the word says that the earth was fullness of wine, the spirit of God opened over the face of the waters. And then God said, Let there be, and there was light. You in that supernatural power. It was that same power that Paul walked in on the island of Malta. And I'm coming to that real quick. On the island of Malta, it says, when the god of the sea, that beast came out. I've told you before, the fact that you're supernatural does not mean you will be attacked. But when a beast comes against you, know that there is a greater one on the inside of you. What you are carrying is greater than beast mode. Hey! It is God mode. Uh, This is not beast mode. This is Christ mode. This is not beast mode. This is God mode. And the Bible says that the beasts of the field will bow to you. Ekatos palayanda. When something rises up against you in such an intense situation, remember the power of God on the inside of you and that brings us to the last point for today it is supernatural protection supernatural protection supernatural protection it's important for us to understand this to walk in the consciousness that we are protected I know it's come up a couple of times over the last couple of weeks of protection but we're in a dangerous time where there are all kinds of attacks and cyber attacks and physical attacks and emotional attacks and demonic attacks but the word guarantees our protection how do you engage what the word has that's Faith, an active demonstration. Faith, an active demonstration. The word says that the moment the viper, the beast came around Paul's hand, everybody around was looking at him. This man is going to die. In fact, they said this man is a criminal. The reason why evil is following him is because he's a, an evil man. And it's so interesting how people can judge your situation based on what you're going through, based on the attacks they can see around you. But the word makes it clear that Paul didn't go into a pity party. Type in the comment box, no more pity party. Some of us are so used to pitying ourselves. Oh my God, why is this happening to me? Oh my God, how come I don't have any destiny helper? Oh my God, why does everybody hate me? Oh my God, my bosses are my case. Do you know who you are? Do you know what you carry? Do you know the life running on the inside of you? Do you know the strength of the supernatural busting through your veins? Do you understand the capacities and the endowments and the endowments of your uniqueness? the words is the Paul was not hanging around them but he Shook off the beast and getting ready to close. Somebody shall shake it off. Shake it off. What's the beast that has come against you? What's the beast that has wrapped its hand itself around your hands? The word says that the beast wrapped itself around the hand of Paul. He's a little interesting that the enemy will wrap itself around what it considers to be your greatest asset. Don't forget, how you that it was by the hands of Paul that many of the instructions and the letters that we still have today from the New Testament came it was by the hands of Paul now we read, oh, we rest not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers against the rulers of the darkness of this world. Hey, it was by the hands of Paul that we read, for, henceforth, let no man trouble me. For I bear in my body the marks of Christ. It was by the hands of Paul that we read, I've been crucified with Christ. Therefore, it is no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. It was by the hands of Paul that we read, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For he Ease the power of God and salvation. It was by the hands of Paul. that we read for we have this that's treasures in earth and earthen vessels that the excellency of the power might be of God and none of us. It was by the hands of Paul that says at the blast of the trumpet in the twinkling of an eye this mortality shall be swallowed up by immortality. It was by the hands of Paul. Oh my God. Now we read to our arkibus to fulfill his ministry. It was by the hands of Paul ah, that says yet not of those things move me and by the hand not productive element the beast came against it. whatever the devil is wrapping itself around in your life is a weapon that he fears did you hear what I just said whenever the beast of hell is wrapping itself around your hand he fears that to watch this it is wrapping itself around your mind the devil fears your mind that's why he's fighting mind games whatever the enemy is attacking in your life is an indication of what he considers a threat when he's attacking can you with all kinds of things around your mind oh schizophrenia, double mindedness confusion, delusion, watch your mind it's because God wants to use your mind to birth some ideas instructions, solutions, strategies and things into the earth if the devil is fighting your prayer life you better fight for it somebody shout shake it off shake off that beast right now all the enemies coming against the sexuality of an entire generation of an entire generation where all kinds of loose and lurid images and pictures here, there and everywhere. Fight for your sexuality. How can your sexuality be a weapon? Oh well, wait until you're sanctified. Wait until you clean it up. Wait until you're devoted to only your husband or only your wife. And watch what God is going to do in that union. But also not just in that union. In your own life as a reflection of your devotion in that area. Somebody shall shake it off. I know that you've been drinking recently. But shake it off. Shake off the out. Alcoholic spirit, shake off the manipulative spirit, shake off the dead spirit, shake off the selfish spirit, shake off the envy. Envy has been trying to wrap itself around you. A jealousy has been trying to wrap itself around you. Comparison and competition trying to wrap itself around you. Manipulation and witchcraft trying to wrap itself around you. But somebody shall shake it off I shake it into the fire, I shake it away, I pull it aside. I have. Uh, supernatural protection. My God says uh, that the signs shall follow them uh, that believe in my name. Uh, They shall cast out devils. Uh, Somebody shout in my name. If they drink drinking a deadly thing, I will protect them. I will not just protect them externally. I'll protect them internally because they have the supernatural identity of God. High five somebody. High-five me through the screen and shout I have the supernatural. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, High-five me right now. Place your hand on the screen. Say, I have the supernatural, I have the supernatural power of God, I have the supernatural strength of God, I have the supernatural peace of God, I have the supernatural protection of God, I have the supernatural perception of God, I have the supernatural provision. I am not normal, I am not ordinary, I'm not usual. You haven't seen my can before and from another place another realm another dimension the blood of Jesus granted me access into the supernatural identity and I'm maximizing it I'm not going to wave it up I'm not going to abandon it I'm not going to neglect it I'm not going to shove it up I am walking in the supernatural only in the basket I walk in the supernatural I flow in the supernatural my marriage is supernatural my family is supernatural Natural, my business is supernatural in the name of you. Can somebody stir themselves up and pray right now? Lobasokare Katoshpa, Rosia Katake Kataka, Dobadala, Hidozekotova Shilabaya, pray, pray with fire, pray with intensity, pray with authority, pray with audacity, pray with grace, pray Yakos Peleada, Urate Kosh Parada, Ole Kosa Yabaka. We ban no Mosi from our lives, we ban no more from from our lives. We burn the flesh and its imputes and its excesses from our lives. We cut off the supply streams of nobility, and we allow the power of God to flow in every direction. Flow oh God through our words. Flow oh God through our minds. Flow oh God through our souls. Flow oh God through our beings. Flow oh God in every area. Somebody pray right now. Stir up the supernatural. Stir up the fire. stir up up the river stir up the flow. Lia cos pacosa only at a baton of the door. Oria catera guzoria. He sabaya catacata. Loba rogata baragatola. Orebo zarabalaya. A nospa or a tatarana. A nosoria cospera no malaca. He novospera cassa. Ekatoya. Are you getting tariata? Olaposma stir it up. I refuse to be noble. I refuse to live a life less than what Jesus are for. I refuse. To sweat over everything. Because he already bled over everything. Why should I sweat over everything? Well, he bled over everything. I walk in the supernatural. I operate in the supernatural. How would you feel if you cooked for somebody? You like really spent, went out of your way, and you had this panoply and this tray. Whilst you were cooking, you cut yourself, you bled. And you went through a lot to get it done and you prepared this fantastic fried rice and the kind of fried rice that had (laughs) prawns in it, had had some carrots in it, had some greens, some veggies in it, had all these fantastic elements, mixed meat, sausage, just all the work, special fried rice. And then the person comes and just picks a slice of sausage and a piece of carrot and eats it and then leaves all the rest to waste. Most of us are not going to be excited. Most of us are going to feel like, Oh my God, do you know what it is I went through? Now that's an illustration, possibly a weak metaphor. But think about it this way. Why would many of us just pick one or two elements of all that God has provided for us? Why would we just allow ourselves not to enjoy the fullness of that which Christ has provided? I want to invite you today to embrace the supernatural lifestyle, to embrace it. I want you to walk in the consciousness of what you are carrying. But whenever it is, there are issues, challenges, and struggles in your life, you don't immediately start thinking, who can I run to? You will immediately think, I am a solutions powerhouse. I am a mobile avenue for glory to flow. I am a conduit. For the supernatural to stream forth. I am a carrier of divine life and divine life, and we must cultivate this consciousness. We must trigger these things in ourselves. But when I say trigger, stir it up. Supernatural, we are here for a supernatural lifestyle. If we drink poison, it does not contaminate us. If we pick up supplements, we will not die. We take up supplementary issues. Paul had a literal supplement. Me, not many of us will have literal serpents but if you see a literal serpent you will not be afraid Come on! you will not be afraid about the cockroach and lunga, about the rats and the lunga you have the supernatural flowing in you, you have the supernatural vibing in you, you have the supernatural of God, it's been paid for, it's been provided and today I want all of us to walk in that consciousness, so please say after me raise up your right hand and shout FATHER shout aloud FATHER I thank you for the provisions of grace. I thank you for the supernatural identity that you've endowed me with. Uh, Your word says, behold what manner of love the Father has given unto us. That we should be called the sons of God. I agree that I am a son of God. I have a supernatural identity. Therefore I embrace. The provisions of that identity. I claim today the fullness. Of your supernatural presence I claim today the fullness of supernatural perception I walk in supernatural perception I know things before they happen I see things before they show up I hear things before they are spoken by men I have supernatural perception my senses are awakened my spiritual senses are alive I am living with exuberant energy I have supernatural perception. I say, Lord, I thank you that my mind is not a host to worry. My mind is not a horse to fear because I have supernatural peace. Lay your hand on your head and say, I have supernatural peace. The peace of God that passes all understanding, safeguards my mind, preserves my sanity, preserves my presence, preserves my intellect in the name of Jesus. Now say, Lord, I have supernatural provision. I receive supply from known and unknown sources. I receive gifts of favor. I receive gifts of favor. I receive favor facilitators and destiny helpers and associates and support systems and grants and scholarships and donations and investments from angel investors. Say I receive a massive supply of resources. I receive a massive supply of resources from the north, the east, the west and the south, people who do not know me, favor me say Lord, I walk in supernatural power I am powerful I am full of power I am powerful I am full of power, no more intimidation, no more fear no more stupid dreams no more nightmare in the name of Jesus Christ now proclaim I'm supernatural protected, I accost I'm protected. Against every evil, I'm protected. Against every harm, I'm protected. Against every manipulation, it is well with me and my house and my church and my pastors and my leaders and my mentors and my children and my business and my assets. My assets are protected. Our ministry is protected. Kings is protected. Kings in kings are protected. Our nation is defended. Supernatural help comes up. Even in this season, we are preserved from the arrow that flies by day. And the noisome pestilence at night. In the name of Jesus, somebody say amen. Somebody give God praise. Give God glory where you are. Come and celebrate the name of the Lord. Hallelujah to Jehovah. Give God aloud and a long shout right now. Amen and amen and amen. A generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908 123 4566. One more thing someone you know needs this. Kindly share this how.